At this time, it's our pleasure to introduce Miss Joni Mitchell. Hi, I'm Tommy. And I'm Ryan. And welcome to Joni Jams. The only podcast going album by album through album and album through Joni Mitchell's entire, entire, entire discography. <laughs> Today we're reviewing Joni's live album from 1974, Miles of Isles. Miles of Isles. Not to be confused with the Isle of Wright Festival, different Joni concert. Will you listen a minute? <laughs> Will you listen? Please, will you listen a minute? <laughs> Everything. That has 4,000 views now. I'm so proud of myself on Twitter. Oh, that video of her the like video. yelling that? Yeah. Yeah, it was iconic. It, it's, it's silly. Too bad like that one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this album is um, Joni's first live officially released live album she has another one with james taylor i don't know what that's all about but there is another one with james taylor somewhere in the atmosphere but this is her first officially released live one and um and it's with the la express and it has a good band the band is finally joining her she's reworking the old songs it's just it's a really really good time Yes, I love this album a lot. I love her vocals. I love the backing band. And I don't know. The one thing I'm a little iffy about is uh the cover. I don't know. It's not that cute to me, but I do love everything else about it. And it sells really well, actually. It peaks at number two on Billboard. Yeah. It's like best-selling albums. It's certified gold now. Yeah, I'm surprised that a live album got that many sales. Like, I wouldn't assume that a live album would usually get that get that much but you know good for her yeah court and spark was really successful for her which i'm i'm happy about because she deserves it she deserves oh my god she deserves all the praise and all the success yeah she does and then did and i don't know if you knew this but did you know this album is on rolling stone's top 50 greatest live albums of all time no i didn't see that anywhere really yeah it's number 39 out of 50 which is pretty good <laughs> no shadows right no it's not which is really sad because like i feel like i don't know i feel like jocko's work is so great on that album that it like deserved to be there but you know i understand this one's really good i understand so it is oh my god also i just want to shout out the personnel tom scott on woodwinds robin ford on electric guitar larry nash on piano max bennett on bass John Guerin on drum, John Guerin on drums and production. It really all comes together for her. And these are the same players from Port and Spark. So yeah, it, it comes together really nicely. And I think it'll be the same players on Hissing as well, possibly. Yes, it will be. It will be. Okay, John Guerin. Okay, John Guerin. We don't like you, but. Okay, I was looking it up. I don't think John Guerin is the one that was abusive. It wasn't? Okay. Okay, I'm sorry for the defamation. Don't sue me, John Guerin. Yeah, you're gonna go to jail for that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't John Guerin. It was um allegedly it was the one that 
Jackson it, Brown? No, Why no. It was um Don Don Elias. The one that she refers to the the woman in Song for Sharon, right? No, no, that's the James J James Brown? Jackson Brown? James Brown. Oh, I don't know. I am really confused by who did what at this no, point. Let's just not throw out accusations and we'll just like <laughs> take that back. We did not say anything. Allegedly for everything, okay? Allegedly. Can we get sued? No, not if we say allegedly. Okay. It's alleged. <laughs> no, I know it is alleged. I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. Um Anyways, um, one thing about this album, so it was recorded at the Universal Amphitheater in LA um, in early August. And um, I had, like all of the songs besides Cactus Tree, which was filmed at um, the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, and then For Free, which was at um, the Berkeley Community Theater, wherever that is. I guess it's yes. in Berkeley. Um, That's where she wears the pink dress, the beautiful pink dress. <gasps> is it? I yeah, it's at the Berkeley Theater, the okay. Berkeley Community, whatever. The Community Theater, were they putting also, on like I also like... What? Oh, I have no idea. Isn't Berkeley? Okay, I know Berkeley's a college. I don't think she performed at the actual, like, performed in Berkeley, California, right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, those are just I said, yeah. It was probably a small venue. Yeah, I I don't know. Oh, and then the cover was taken in um at the Pine Knob Music Theater in Clarkston, Michigan, wherever the hell that is. I don't know. Somewhere by the Great Lakes. Yeah, I have no idea. I I'm actually near the Great Lakes allegedly. Are you? Oh, Ohio. Yeah. Wait, don't out my location. Oh, I thought we knew. The Stalkers. Oh, wait, maybe I <laughs> oh, said all it. the Joni Stalkers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> um. Oh yeah, and oh, I, you mentioned the um Berkeley photo. I was gonna say Joni looked so good during this tour era. We said this last time on Court and Spark, but she literally looked so good during this time period. The hair, the makeup, the dress, the shoes are still a miss, but everything else, great. <laughs> Wait, the shoes? I didn't even see the shoes. What shoes are they? I don't know. Whenever I see Joni's shoes from like 1974, they're always like loafers. Oh, did you see her performing in the late 2000s where she was barefoot? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she I was... have, no, I don't even want to see that. Well, she's like not barefoot, but she's just in like tights without shoes on. God. Yeah. I'm scared. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything offensive. I'm sorry. Say it. Say it. I Joni. I was gonna say I'm scared of what her feet looked like at that age. That was so mean. I'm sorry. Why are you thinking about her feet? Oh because my you God. mentioned it, and now I can only think of like her feet. You said barefoot, and then I was it's like, confirmed. Well, I, I like you have a foot fetish. It's been confirmed. Oh my God! Don't out me like that. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> anyways, um. Oh, this song, this album only has weirdly enough. Okay. Very odd because this album came out right after Court and Spark, but well, a few months after, and Court and Spark was a huge success. But this only album has this album only has one song from Court and Spark, which is weird. Like, why only one? Travis. 
Yeah, it is. And then um, it has two new songs at the end. One which will end up on Don Juan's Reckless Daughter um, or Don, Don Juan's Reckless Cover. Um, and then it has Lover Money, which is just, um, I guess I would say Lover Money is like, it kind of reminds me of like Urge for Going or Hunter, where it's just like a song that she put out, but she never like did anything with. It's a stray. That's why I'm also looking forward if we're getting another archives album or something, because I want to hear the outtakes from this era. Because I mean, we'll get into how I feel about love, love or money, but it's around this point. So, and I really want the live versions of the Court and Spark songs because I know she sings some of them like while she's doing the tour. Like I know she does just like this train, same situation. But I do like how she, how like she jazzifies or like jazz popifies all those folk songs because I think some of them, they turn out even better than the original. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot of ones on here that I would say are definitely like better than like the OG versions. Um, we'll get into those. But like, oh, this album also got two Grammy nominations. It did, and it lost both. Unfortunately. Oh, well, shit. Um, <laughs> that is. Very tragic. Um, so sorry. You know, I I mean, I don't know who won, but I'm sure it was undeserved. It was undeserved. Anyone that wins against Joni, we're just gonna say it's undeserved. Yeah. Well, I feel like every other time after this, she's been nominated. Excuse me for a Grammy, she won. Oh wait, no. Chalkmark, she did not win a Grammy. Sorry, she was nominated but didn't win. Yeah, but in the past few years, like. I don't remember exactly when, but it seems like in the later 2000s, the Grammys really give her a lot of accolades. Like, she was just given, like, Music Person of the Year. When was it? In 2022? Yeah, it was last year. And she won Best Historical Recording for Archives Volume 1, so. Deserved. At least they're giving her it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like it must suck, honestly. It must suck that, like, she literally went through that long-ass period in her career where nobody, like, gave a shit. And now, like, as she's, like, getting really old, they're like, here, let's throw all of these accolades at you. Like, that must, like, suck. Yeah, especially because of how the critics treated her at this time. Like, wow. I think Court and Spark got a lot of praise, but Hissing didn't. Hajira was, like, pretty lukewarm on release. And then Don Juan's and Mingus just got trashed. Completely trashed. Yeah. They will not be getting trashed here. We will not be Well. No. Well. <gasps> well. The cover. The cover. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> most of it won't get trashed, but some of it will. Um, the music inside it won't, though. Yeah, no, the music won't. Well, will so, it? Maybe some of it. I hear the 10th world playing in my head right now. Oh, my God. Saying oh God. maybe. Saying possibly. Um, So um, do you want to talk about the artwork on this album that you love? I honestly, I think it's a cute idea. I just don't really care for it. Again, I'm not a photographer. I know Joni Mitchell took this photograph herself, allegedly. But I, I mean, it definitely fits the title. But I don't know. I think it could have been cuter. What do you why, think? Why did you say allegedly? <laughs> just in case she didn't. I read on Wikipedia that she took the cover, but I couldn't find it anywhere else if she was the one that actually took it or not. I think she did. I'm pretty sure it was her. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not well versed with, like, I don't, I can't talk about photography because I am not a photographer. I'm not an art student, but I don't know. It just I seems like I can't relate. I am an art student, well, artish. What do you think about the cover then? Do you think I, it's I like it? Um, I like the complimentary color 
thing going on, like the mix of like the cool blues and the cool orange. You know, they work really well together. Um, they complement each other, I should say. And um, <laughs> and I love how it has like that like graffiti style text at the top. Like I do like the text. It's very, I feel like it's very rock band. Like it has this very like live on you feel like it like I feel like it really immerses you into this idea that it's gonna be a live album. Whether it's have, like amazing. Yeah. Do you have the vinyl for this? Yes, and it gatefolds open. Gatefolds, yes. And I love I love how it's like a page you turn. And I also love the picture of her smiling on it and that like the sparkly jacket. That's a beautiful photo of Joni. Yes. And the clay hair. Yeah. Yeah. She was really serving looks. Well, I love it because this one, because like the the gatefold also like like the back, the cover, like the front and the back of it, like it has like you can see her like little like feet with like a heels. I think they're heels like on like the back side of it, which I love. Yeah, they are. It is really cute. I like the packaging. I'm just not the biggest fan of the cover, but again, I do like the the text at the top. I think that that's my favorite part. Yeah, and I love. <laughs> I think that it's a really fun title, like Miles of Isles. Like that's very clever and yeah. cute. It is. I like how it almost rhymes. Miles, it does rhyme. Yeah, it sounds high. Okay, okay, it does. It does. Miles, Miles. You're saying that. Oh, someone is getting kicked out of their field. No, literally. I'm getting crucified today. Oh my God. Now, our Christian audience, once again, they just keep getting slandered by you. <laughs> I am. A, I'm a proud Christian. Are you? I'm drinking no. Oh my god, I was gonna say, wow, that's very interesting. Um, um, do I have anything else to say about the cover? Um, I just I don't know. It was fine. It's fine. You know, I like a lot of Joni's songs, but <laughs> what what does she say? I like a lot of Joni's work. I like a lot of Bob's. I like a lot of Bob's songs, but and it's just <laughs> I like a lot of Bob's songs, but he stole his voice from old hillbillies and rednecks and you know he doesn't write his own music allegedly she ate him up she ate him up do we know if bob dylan wrote his own music in the later years i mean there's i guess there's no proof of it but he was such a prolific songwriter at first i guess we can just assume he did Hmm. If I mean maybe Joni has some inside information, but she's known to lie on people. <laughs> so true, so true. She is a known liar, a known liar. But we love, we love our known liar. She's like SZA, like you know all those like compilations of her lying about not having a TV growing up and stuff. That's literally Joni. Or how she had like a broken leg or something. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> when she like needs like no, because she like needed like Lady Gaga to lift up her dress, but then like didn't even. Oh yeah, and like, then help her up the stage when she won some award. Yeah, please. And then the next day she was walking fine. Please. I'm done. I'm like can't. Um. Yeah. Um. Do you want to start getting into the song? So this episode, like, we're obviously not going to be like reviewing the songs like lyrically. It's going to be more like how they changed it up or like we like this live version so um it's gonna be different but we'll try to make it as fun as possible <laughs> we'll try yeah you turn me on i'm a radio this is one of my favorite re like renditions she does of it i think the arrangement is even better now she slows it down a little bit she makes it more jazzy 
I don't know. I like how she really takes a while to sing Wildflower. She takes longer to sing it here. It's like little pause. It's over accentuated. It's cute. I wrote that as well. I loved her version. Like, I'm a wildflower. Yeah. It's like sitting in a warm bath when she says it. I don't know. Ew. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I agree. And I think that like, I also really loved the little piano that was underscoring it. Like, and it was just doing these like little like trills like across. You could just hear like. Bum, 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 bum. Yes. The like, jazzy piano on a lot of these tracks adds so much to the. To oh, the yeah. Songs. And then what about like the ending when she's like. And the love still flowing. Like she's like. Bum, yes. bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I like that, that jazz sound. <laughs> Like, cause you said, did you say this last week that like, it's basically For the Roses with just like be a musical backing now? Like that's what yeah. the is. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how it sounds. At least to me. I think a lot of people have said that though, but. I agree. Like, yeah. She also goes like lower on a lot of the vocals, which I like. Cause For the Roses is still where she's trying to hit a lot of these very like higher notes or try like she tries to go into more of like a head voice and here she kind of tones it down a little bit which is why I think I prefer some of these versions more yeah it's less nasally I can hear in her voice she's not singing through her nose she's like going like through the back of her throat if she's doing like head voice it's through like the back of her throat up rather than like the front nasal which people don't like some people don't like her nasally where it's very like up here <laughs> yeah a lot of that that's like what turns a lot of people off to her music at first or at least a lot of my friends that I've tried to get to listen to her would you say it doesn't turn them on I'm a radio yeah please it does not turn them on <laughs> <laughs> what about the end when she's like kind of jamming out and she's like hey 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 hey, hey. yes oh my gosh I also love that part I have that written down too I like yeah. how a lot, like a lot of the end of these songs, like the band comes all together or like she kind of does like more vocals at the end or better vocals, dare I say. Better, yeah. I mean, I liked the vocal performance on this more. This is a way more interesting version of this song than the one in the album. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't revisit You Turn Me On I'm a Radio a lot, but if I did, I would definitely listen to this version over the For The Roses one. Yeah, I probably would too. Um. Oh yeah, and then also it opens with the guy being like, Ladies and gentlemen, yes, Joni Mitchell, which, spoiler alert, if you've already, I guess you've already heard at the beginning of this episode, don't you dare strike us for copyright, okay? We're doing yeah. it to be silly. It's something fun and sweet for the kids to make it seem like it's a live album. Don't even think about it. Please, please don't copyright us. We're college students. Yeah. you Y'all think I have the money to fight a copyright lawsuit? Like, come we on. Don't. We don't. Don't strike yeah. us. Well, I just thought it would be fun because it's like a live album. Whatever. I don't have to justify our choices. This is our podcast. No, it would be um, homophobic if we got copyrighted. Oh, yeah. It's homophobic. So don't do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like You Turn Me On I'm Radio. I think it's a really good kind of new version of the track. Um, I like the next new version of this next track, too. I do, too. And I, this is another one that I prefer to the original. This might happen a lot with a with a few of these songs. Yeah. I prefer a bunch of these to the original, especially the the older folk songs. Like, mm -hmm. one, something that's interesting about this, I don't know if you saw, but this is her act, the live version of this is actually, or like, what, her fourth top 40 hit? Oh. Because the, yeah, the original peaks at number 67, and then this version peaks at number 24. So, mm. Well, I like this version better, so... Me too. 
and I like oh, all the it's big yellow that. taxi we should have clarified oh yeah it's big yellow taxi I like how um she adds more instruments to it especially the pianos and the horns and I also love like is it like a bass line in the background yeah I really enjoyed the drums on it there's like a good like kind of like yes John Guerin's drumming and percussion on this is amazing oh his drum throughout this whole album is really really good um yeah yeah it's you're right I also wrote down that the brass is really good on this album on this song too it's like a really well done brass section is it a saxophone I don't want to be wrong that like there's like a I don't know there's some horn that is like right in the middle of the song there's a little instrumental passage and Mm. I really 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 like that yeah I like that too what about the um but so like do you know about the the lyric because she okay that's another thing on this album she does like a lot of lyrical changes which is what I love when Joni performs live she like changes up the lyrics a lot and one of the lyrical she adds a a verse which is like the a big yellow tractor pushed around my house and pushed around my land yes I wrote that down too you know like you know what that's from right no oh that's a verse written by Bob Dylan it is why did that sound so Bob Dylan-esque to me when I listened to it he wrote that verse yeah really he like told her he like was like why don't you add this verse to the song and he like added that so then she started adding that like periodically because there's a version of her doing this song in the 90s and she sings this verse like Bob Dylan she's like and this verse was by Bob Dylan late last night heard that screen door <laughs> she was always shading him she was always doing it and i mean rightfully so i think she had a crush on him she did she was like you know like a schoolboy and a schoolgirl where they like tease each other to show their flirting that's them well i think bob dylan's kind of cute now so oh god <laughs> i still don't really see it but i've literally never heard like over two bob dylan songs that i'm like why do i kind of like need him Oh, stop. No. <laughs> I had to send you my blood on the tracks final so you can get into him. Yeah, I really need to. Well, I'm actually making it a point. This is a side note, but I'm making it a point this summer to finally finish my Joni vinyl collection. I just finished my Lana one. I finally got Lust for Life. So now I need to finish my Joni one. I have like three left. Good luck with Night Ride Home. But I did see someone got a cheap copy of it on eBay on reddit like i think someone paid only 50 dollars for it which is good because usually it sells for like a hundred something how much is yours don't you have one that's the one i'm missing it's just night ride home i'm missing right now mm. in well, shadows I'll... light oh yeah i don't have shadows and light can i have your yeah. clouds i know you won't listen to it can i just have it <laughs> <laughs> i can honestly i always see one in my record store so if it's there when i go home i will get you one P.O. box it to me. I will P.O. box it to you. <laughs> I don't have a P.O. box, but you know, whatever. Um, no, yeah, I'm going to finish it out because, yeah, I need shadows and light. Oh, I need shine. Fuck me. God oh. damn. Shine is always on Amazon. My copy, they're always putting a discount on it because no one's buying it. Mine was like $15. I'm sorry. It was, a, it was $15 and I was like, this is a steal. I need to get it. I don't want shine. I don't need it. I, I will see. never listen. Stop, you're gonna like it when we re-listen. Well, next year when we re-listen, <laughs> I'll give it a chance. Um, yeah, no, it's oh, this is so much work. I literally my vinyl spending is like out of control. I can't wait to go home and work because I need money at this point. Like it's bad. 
I guess, yeah, I never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to do for work. That's bad. <gasps> oh my gosh, this is a PG program. It's really not. I just said fuck, <laughs> but I'll give it to you. Sorry, I'm watching a lot of Kathy Griffin recently. So my, my swearing is a little high. Please, not Kathy Griffin. Not her new stuff, like her like old stand-up specials. Okay, that's when she was funny, yeah. Oh. What? She, I mean, she was funny like up to like five years ago, six years ago, I think. Like, oh, because she like went off the deep end. Yeah, after the Donald Trump thing. I mean, I get what she did. I understand her artistic choice. No, no, we're not, we are not starting that conversation. <laughs> uh, nope, nope. Okay, Rainy Night House, let's move it forward. <laughs> Oh my God, Rainy Night House, this is another one I prefer more than, more than the original, but like, I know I said that about the other two songs, but this to like the fullest degree, I don't know. I am not, I have never been the biggest Rainy Night House stan, but this song makes me want, I mean, this version makes me like a stan for this song. Like I'm a Rainy Night House, I'm a Leonard Cohen apologist because of this. Yes, yes. I, it's a very, very like sexy version of this song. It's right? very- very sultry. I said it seems like it should be written for like a French noir film or something. It's like, yes. it has like this like little beat, like in the background, there's just like this like dun 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 dun. Yes. I don't know what instrument it is, but like it's, oh. And then there's like a little like. It might be a bass. Doesn't it sound like synths when it's like, da, 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 da. like there's this like little like synth kind of oh. backing in, in it. I don't know. It's really cool. I love it. And I like her vocals on this a lot. They're yes. so I wrote that they're so silky. I don't know. I it's her voice is so beautiful on this. I even wrote it feels like so much more sensual and seductive. And yeah. can I just point out the soprano part on this? I love it so much. Like she starts with a note when she's dusting soprano, and then it does an instrument come in or something. I don't know. But her voice reminds me of when Lana does like the the thing on Living Legend where it's like the wah 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 wah. Do you hear that too? Is it just oh. me? Oh, I hear it. I hear it. Like she's using her voice as an instrument. It's so cool to me. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Cause she's like, she's like, wait, what does she do? She's like, I am from the Sunday school. I say, yeah. And then she's like, ah, no, but she's like, ah, and then she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I really love her vocal. Cause she goes really low in this song. Cause like the night part, she's like night, like it's really low. But then she goes really high in that part, and she's like belting it out. Joni adding like lower notes to her music is such an underrated, like it's just such an underrated element because it makes her music even better to me. Like I'm so like you said, this is her best vocal period. I'm obsessed with her vocals here. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I also wrote that the opening, like the opening lines kind of remind me of Jericho a little bit. I don't know if it was just like the mood I was in or something, but I I was like, wow, this is giving Jericho. They have a similar intro. Like it's like this kind of like slower, like type of intro. I don't know. Yeah. I And maybe that's why I like it a lot too. Oh, I also said that her vocals, when she's like doing those like high, like, like I said that they kind of were giving what she was doing on Car on a Hill too. They are. They are a little bit. Yeah, like that. Also, the piano in this song sounds so much jazzier. I don't know how she did that. Is there like I'm I'm not well versed to talk about instruments, but when I say it sounds jazzier, you I feel like anyone that listens to the original and then this will hear it. Oh, everything on this album has a jazz element that was not in the original. Like it's just like 
she's developing this jazz rock fusion style that's not in the other versions. I don't know. Yeah, and it makes a song like this so much more interesting, in my yeah. opinion. But yeah, I, I really, agree. really like this track. I love this live version a lot. Yeah, it's really well done. And like, I don't know, I think that this does elevate. Like, it's so weird because like you listen to the version on Ladies of the Canyon and like, I love that version. Then I hear this version and I'm like, shit, I love this version like just as much, if not more. Like it's, she keeps outdoing herself. Yeah, I I agree. I like, like I said in the beginning, I think the jazz is, okay, I'm a fan of Joni's folk music. I really am. But I'm an even bigger fan of like her jazz folk pop fusion. And I think this makes me like a lot of her earlier songs more or a lot of the earlier songs I dismissed. It makes me go back to them or want to go back to them more. Yeah, I personally like her. How do I put this? I like Joni's when she's like really rock influenced. Like that's my favorite. You I love, love her, yeah, I love her 80s like rock moments. I know everyone else hates them, but like I think they're very underrated. I think they're underrated. They are. Um well the next song she does, you want to go on to the next song? Because like that is also this is like talk about like changing up completely what she did. Like this is a rock type version of Woodstock like it goes from being this piano like depressing almost ballad about needing to get back to the garden and now it's like this like rock kind of like chant vibe I don't know I yeah it reminds me a little bit of the Crosby Stills Nash and Young version but it's so much better because that one is so much more like rockier or their voices are so much more rough like they sound so uh I don't know why I don't like their version that much it's the vocals here it's like it's very rock oriented but it's also soothing at the same time like her vocals aren't too much they're not too it's not like theirs which is good and I also really like how she even changes like lyrics a little bit like she adds like we gotta get ourselves back to some semblance of the garden I like how she adds a lot like whether it's repetition of words or like filler words that she's adding I think it's more jazz, like adding these like filler yeah. phrases to they like, yeah. Like, or like, what about she's like, everyone was singing and dancing and laughing and having fun. Yes. Oh my gosh, please. <laughs> um, or when she's like, uh, turn around and round and round. Like she's experimenting with these new like jazz bits in the singing, which I love. And what about like the like way she sings Garden? She's like, to the garden. Like, yes, she over accentuates her like the vocals on a lot of these songs, which is cool. It reminds me a little bit of like Tori Amos, like what she does with her vocals. I don't but, listen to her, but yeah, yeah. And then I was gonna say something else, but it's completely slipping my mind. Yeah, because wait, what were you talking about? Like the wordiness, was like that the it? phrasing that she did. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's completely escaping me. I'm sorry. That's okay. Because I said that this song has like a more like I think that the first version of Woodstock has a very like um like so emotional feeling to it and this one to me, I don't know how to describe it, but it feels more like sinister or something. Like there's something like dark going on. It kind of like leads me into like where she's going on hissing, 
where there's this like dark cloud coming over and she's like we got to get back to the garden or else some shit's gonna go down and like the rock music like adds to it yeah she like turns this into the original woodstock is like a hippie anthem and this is anything but like a hippie anthem no which is like the jazz and everything and also i just want to say if anyone's listened to like live performances of Joni before miles of isles you can hear how much confidence she's gained as a performer like throughout this album yeah it's so nice to see that because she's really having fun here which i love and she's so playful on a lot of these songs like i feel like this is playful as well didn't she say that like she never like like she always felt alone being on stage and then like when she had a band she felt like like i think she said once she got a band she felt way more confident because there was other people there to like back her up and like be a force with her i don't know yeah the band really makes her into a great live performer oh Oh yeah even um have you ever seen the last waltz um yes i think i have is she singing coyote yeah Yeah. and she sings a few other songs but i don't think the i don't think they were videotaped or they're not on the actual dvd which is sad oh yeah she does um uh shadows and light and then she does um woman of heart and mind i think yeah i think those are the two and coyote which i know why she did that so she didn't have to change her guitar tuning because those are all in the same tuning please (laughs) she didn't have she didn't have a monologue prepared or a little or a little story while she was tuning it no that too i love that tuning though i such a fun one to play um oh my god i love how at the end of the song i literally laugh every time she's like we're gonna take a 15 minute intermission we'll be right back <laughs> oh my god i know she was like i need a cigarette break oh my god <laughs> we're gonna take a 15 minute intermission we'll be right back and i'm like oh my god she was tired i just know her ass smoked five cigarettes in that 15 minutes mm-hmm. I yeah probably did a bump of coke <gasps> oh my gosh please isn't this when she starts doing coke right here yeah, because I think she was on coke for about two years. And it makes sense because she gives it up around uh, Don Juan's. Mother. mother. That is mother. I don't encourage coke usage, but if you're a singer, maybe take coke because you might write really good music. Yeah. I forget what other, I mean, a lot of other singers have done it. Unless um, you're Dan then you're not going to write good songs. But... <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Leave her alone. Sorry, but I was just, she was the first person that came to mind. Oh my, you just like dragged her through the mud. Oh my God. Okay, Um. so the next song, I don't have much to say about. It's it's, it's well done. It is. Tapestry. Um, and it's the only song to a seagull so- track she does, but she doesn't change anything about it. She doesn't, which I like. I don't think anything needed to be changed about it. Yeah. It yeah. would have been interesting to see it if she did like a little jazz ballad with it though, but it's fine. It's cute. I can't imagine it with a jazz ballad. Like I feel like it works perfectly with just guitar. Yeah, because it's such a it's such a song that's driven by lyrics. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I, I thought it was a more like emotional version. I don't know. I felt like more emotion coming from her singing it like I don't know. It seems like she's, oh, wait, okay, now I'm kind of getting emotional, because, like, I feel like she is singing it, and, like, looking back at, like, where she was when she wrote this song, and, like, it's like she's, like, thinking about that time. I don't know. Yeah, she actually does that with a few of the the 
version she keeps the same from like cactus tree and a few of the songs on blue and yeah like she keeps them stripped down and they sound so much more vulnerable live and I, it does sound like she's reflecting or something or like it's a full circle moment for her yeah and like and she like belts out that like that eternity she's like eternity it's so pretty and i, I like again i like her voice so much in this era so it's cool to see her revisit those older songs where she doesn't have like these like warm silky vocals or like she doesn't do like low you know low notes on them what so, about when she revisits um dawn Trader on um travelogue oh <laughs> next and she's like <laughs> silver let me try to get the note <laughs> please i mean i like i like some of the songs on travelogue not the dawn treader I oh i'm a travelogue stan so and that's not even a joke i actually love that album but um anyways um and then she's like i'm much too busy being free like she's just like i maybe that's how she felt though she's suddenly like this confident like she's this confident for the roses led her into this period of like confidence and she's just like i'm an artist i'm a free bitch I can do what I want, you know, and I'm not tied down. I don't know. Yeah, she. I feel like she's so indifferent right now to a lot of things, but we're not in the Mad Joni era yet. She gets mad around, like, when Wild Things Run Fast, Doggy Dog. That's when Joni is mad. Doggy Dog, I think, is when she gets angry. No, Wild Things Run Fast is like a honeymoon period with um Larry. That's true. It's, yeah, that's right. That's like her marriage album. Yeah. Oh, I love that album. Um... I'm sorry I just never mind I'm not gonna never mind I saw, saw someone um anyways um I just saw a cactus tree um where was I um yeah I like this version a lot um do you want to talk about okay there's not that many changes in this one either unless I, I missed something I mean really? I think what was what was changed maybe there were like the instruments. More- jazzy it's not had a more rock sound i don't know i think like the vocals for me was like what changed the most for like she was a little more wordy or like the melody yeah. sounded different and like she over accentuated again like a lot of the words on this like poor bad dreamer it was cool i liked it oh my you god tommy singing <gasps> oh no and then i like them like the how she keeps the outro but it's even more jazzy this time yeah, I always think that the brass at the end sounds like the bird that whistles ending. Oh, okay, I hear that. Because it's like just this like brass playing around kind of like all these high notes. And like that's kind of like what Wayne did on um, Bird That Whistles a little bit. Um, I feel like she really like this version, she's singing in a really tense way. Like it's like a really almost aggressive. She's like, poor bad dreamer. Like she's like, yeah. Oh, she is kind of aggressive. Yeah. She was she was a little mad here. I like it. She was pissed. James Taylor was like out of her life and she was like, fuck you. She moved on to John Guerin. Well, that is true. That is definitely true. Um, we're about to go through a few loves because she has John yeah. Guerin. Um, who's the guy that she writes Coyote about? Sam Shepard? Sam Shepard, yeah. She writes a, a few songs about him. Don Juan's Reckless Daughter, the title track too. Who's the one she writes off night backstreet about? Me. She like some guy's cheating on her and like she is pissed. It was um Bob Dylan. It was Bob Dylan. That's who she writes talks to me about the ultimate Joni Mitchell love song. Well, and the beginning of Paprika Plains is about Bob Dylan. It is. 
she inspired that album okay oh my god that's perfect we can blame everything that is bad oh on my that god person. yes notice how it was after she went on the on paul mccartney's yacht where she went off the deep end i'm just going to point that out it was paul mccartney and it was bob dylan i maybe they influenced it i don't know um but I, I yeah um anyways i really like this version i think that this is i like this version actually a lot better i like the way she sings it more but um again it's like a it's a good new revitalized version i feel like that's how all we keep saying but it's true yeah and the same thing with woman of heart and mind i mean the the one thing I really noticed about Woman of Heart and Mind was she sounds a little more rushed when she's singing. She sounds a little Bob Dylan-esque with, like, the wordiness, but I don't know. Well, you didn't even mention the beginning. Wait, what was the beginning? I didn't write it down. When the fan screams, you have more class than Richard Nixon and Mitch, Mick Jagger. Oh, oh my gosh. I Why did I think that that was in um Circle Game? No, that's when she does the Van Gogh thing. Yes, that's when she does the Van Gogh. Yes. But. Well, that's I, the really fun thing about this album is that there's a lot of, you can really hear the fans really well, which I love. Um, like, I love hearing the fans yell out for songs. Like, you can hear them, like, interacting with her. Um, I don't, yeah. you don't listen to Judy Garland, do you? But. Um, I know Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Fuck off. Um, and she. <laughs> has an amazing album called Judy at Carnegie Hall. It's like one of the best live albums of all time. And there's and there's a moment that reminded me of this, how um she's like, she's like, the, she does a song and she's like, and you will never guess where. And like, it's like the where like stops because then she's about to say where. And you hear this gay, and this is in like the 50s. And you hear this little, little gay boy in the front row and he goes, where? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so good he's just like where and then it's and you're just like who's that little gay boy trying to get on the judy garland album that was you before you reincarnated into ryan well no i'm judy garland reincarnated that's get true canceled for that cry now we just lost our all our judy garland stands i'm a judy garland stand i know <laughs> I'm either Judy Garland reincarnated or Joan Crawford reincarnated. There's Joan no other option. Wait, are you a Joan Crawford fan? We're not going to get into that. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> can we talk about how she says the word fuck on this song? Yes, I like it. She says I mean, it weirdly. She does, but I like it. I like it. I like what she does with like a lot of the words here. She kind of, it sounds a little playful to me. Fuck your strangers. <laughs> She knew what she was doing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, and it, this version is like the same. It, this is literally the same as the album version. It is, but it's cute. This is another one where I can't imagine it with like a jazz, a jazz band behind her. No, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's good, but you know, not much to say. Um, same with The Case of You, which is the next one. She um brings out that dulcimer, which we love. I love a good dulcimer moment. This, this, the dulcimer she uses on um A Case of You, it sounds a little, like, less, I mean, obviously it's live, but on All I Want in A Case of You, I notice it sounds a little less polished, but. Oh, it might have been out of tune, maybe. It might have had some tuning problems. Yeah, but I, I like, I do like A Case of You a lot when she performs it live. It sounds even more vulnerable. I mean, a lot of the songs from Blue when she performs them live, besides the last time I saw Richard, sound really vulnerable on here. I feel like 
the part where you I get like almost like teary eyed when I hear her sing it on this one when she like really drags out she's like the oh I am a lonely yes oh my gosh that was so sad for me I feel that lyric like I get so emotional yes and again Case would use another song where she's like still using the nasally voice and here I think it benefits like with her newer more adult contemporary voice yeah I said that her lower register seems to be like outshining the higher notes that she does but like she can still hit the higher notes it's just they're placed differently in her like throat like they're coming from a different yeah yeah which I like I like that they're not as nasally a lot more well you'll see like in the 80s like when she like the smoking really does her good um (laughs) and like she's trying to do high notes in the 80s you can see that like this back throat singing to hit high notes is that it's like artist like um have you ever seen her do um oh what is it um oh oh yes it's um when she does um the pink floyd thing and she sings um goodbye blue sky and like she does like a note and she's like ooh, and like you can tell she is straining the fuck out of her note she's like even when she just raised on robbery there's like a little strain oh yes i forgot i sent you that so yeah yeah but it's cute. I like the strain a little bit. On some of it. On some of it, it works. Like on Raisin Robbery. On the other ones, it doesn't. Yeah. Because that's like a rock song. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um. Oh, there's some beautiful photos of her playing the dulcimer during this time period, I have to say. Like on stage. There are. Especially the one. Oh, my God. Did you, I sent you one of them, right? Where she's like yes. sitting down. You can see like the entire line of her cheekbone. Ooh. Oh, my yes. God. So wait. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like. Her hair is on like one side of her, yes. all parted to one side. It's so cute. I'm trying to like look at it right now because I really need to see her. I miss her. Oh yes. Oh my god. So yes, cool. I love that picture of her so much. She literally stunned so hard during this era. I can't. I literally can't. Us trying not to say mother for a whole minute. Is this John Garen? Yes, that is John Garen. He's fine. He's fine. I'm sorry. But he's so attractive to me. You don't see it? Uh, no? no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I keep hitting my leg. Sorry, guys. I'm really tall. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't see it. This is my reaction to that. It's so please. <laughs> it's okay. You you thought Bob Dylan was cute. Did I? We we established Ryan is one with bad taste. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, because I like Larry Klein. Leave me alone. And Bob Dylan. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, do you want to go on to Blue? Yes. Oh my gosh, I low key like this more than the original. I haven't said that about the other ones, but this one, I like. Um, I like her live vocals. They sound even more heartbreaking, and I like how she changes. She doesn't sing lots. Of of ass like do you know what i'm talking about because in the original she's like needles guns and grass lots of ass she just has lots of laughs twice here which is interesting was she just trying to keep she she wasn't trying to keep it pg i don't know i don't know if i i like this version i wouldn't say i like that as much as the original um 
she does like a don't you like the piano riff she does oh, i'm gonna try to think of what the line is i should have written it down but she does this like really cool like piano riff where she's like oh she's like gonna da, 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 da. like she like is experimenting on the piano which i love it's giving like a little judgment of the moon and stars kind of vibe yeah. um and i i do love how she sings my favorite line of the song which is like the the i love you and i like how she adds a bunch like she adds an extra i love you at the end of the song too yes oh yeah that that is really pretty i like that part yeah that's why it feels more vulnerable to me i don't know why and then she ends it with like a really good resolution chord like it's like a really sad song but she ends it with this new resolution chord that she doesn't do on the actual album which i really liked if anyone here cares mother gave us what I said mother gave us closure she did well that's what a resolution chord is for you know I was strumming with my guitar um the other day I was playing um a song that will be featured in the intro of next week's episode and I can't can't um can't spoil but I was like playing it and in my head I was feeling like Joni and I was like positive chord chord of inquiry chord of negative because that's what she does like when she was like on guitar like in an interview one time she was like now listen to this does this note sound like positive chord a chord of inquiry <laughs> negative chord it's like i'm obsessed i love her yeah yeah and then um yeah and then do you want to go into her next kind of like same not super changed track yes the circle game i mean this song is seven minutes on Miles of Isles. I guess it's because of the long intro of her talking to her fans. But it, it is nice that she's actually like interacting with them. They're all they're all locals for chanting out. You need to do both sides now. You need to do like this. I was like, girl, what are those songs? No, I wrote down some of the things that they said. Someone said, like California. Then yeah. some psycho fan goes, twisted. Play Twisted! Oh, yes, oh my gosh. I was like, girl, no, don't play Twisted right now. But I do love the one who said, play what you want. I feel her. Let her play what she wants. <laughs> and then do you want to talk about what she said about Van Gogh? Oh yeah, she was like, how she feels like painting is so distinct from music because people don't ask um, Van Gogh to paint A Starry Night again or like an artist will go and he'll paint one thing and he'll either leave it up in his attic or it'll get sold but he never recreates anything and she's out there singing the same songs over and over again even though like those were songs documenting various points in her life and she's completely moved on from them well maybe that's why van gogh killed himself because he wasn't redoing starry right night she was kind of deep for that she was kind of deep i was like girl this is getting kind of philosophical wow philosophical philosophical Wait, what did she say? You want to talk about <laughs> philosophy? No, she's like, philosophical. Yeah, philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> that she's one like, interview, I think, has been quoted on every single episode. Yes. What does she say to him? And he asks, he's like, philosophy. And she's like, yeah, you have a good marriage, become this. You have a bad marriage, become a philosopher. I was like, girl, please. <laughs> I'm talking to a guy who can't tell his shoe size from the height of his knee. Which is like, okay, grandma, like, girl, like, <laughs> I was watching some old Hollywood actress, um, I was watching Ann Miller say, um, she was like, doing this interview, and she was like, that's bull puppy. And that's something Joni Mitchell would say. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's bull pucky. Anyways. Joni Mitchell is crazy here. Well, her older, her older self. Older self. Yes. Um, circle game, though. This is great. I said it sounds like a summer camp. 
like everyone's singing along and it's like oh i think it's cute i I think it's cute yeah long because there's so many times on her earlier like if you listen to the archives and some of her like earlier live performances she asks the crowd to sing and they don't sing along Especially which which one was it? Born to Take the Highway. No, Woodstock. Woodstock. But then there's one with Born to Take the Highway on one of the archives. And she's like, This is your last chance joining the chorus. Come on, last chance to sing along with me. And like she's like trying to persuade them and like urge them to sing with her and they just never do. I'm gonna have to find that. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, that's so why does she want everyone to sing with her? I can't. Um, but this version I really liked and I actually kind of got emotional when it talks about like the now the boy is 20. I like for some reason was like, oh no, like I'm almost 20. I'm almost seven. Aww. If it makes oh. you feel any better, I'm already 21. Okay, grandma. Oh my gosh. I'm from ancient, I'm like ancient at this point. You were you alive when this album came out? <laughs> Actually, I've been alive since Vietnam. The war. Ooh, that's not. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> Ooh, that's not. Um I saw Jane Fonda get canceled. Oh yeah, did you? <laughs> you were at Woodstock. I was. I was actually at Woodstock. I was actually uh, at Berkeley Community Theater. Oh well. Watching this album. Girl, we're getting so sidetracked. We need to get back. <laughs> yes, the circle game. Great. Um next. People's parties. Okay. Like you said. She just strips this down a lot, and I don't think it needs to be. And also, my one complaint with this is if she was going to do people's parties, I wanted her to do the same situation along with it, kind of. Just because I feel like they're a pair, and I need them together. And it feels kind of like the same situation adds so much to people's parties, where if I listen to one, I have to listen to the other. So, I don't know. I, I don't like it that it's on its own now. This was a weird song choice. It was. Especially, is this the only one she does from Court and Spark? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, especially because she has the whole band behind her. So you think she'd do like Grace on Robbery or like just one of those songs where the band is essential. I'm surprised she's like, like, just like this train, I feel like would have been good with this album. Yes, just like this train, even Trouble Child too, I think with the band. I don't know. There's a lot of songs she could have chosen over this. Help Me. Oh, yeah. What? Help Me. Yeah, that literally hit like number two on Billboard. Like, yeah. Like, why wasn't this on here? I don't know. Mistake. Um, But yeah, it's it's fine. And same with the next track, too. Sorry, I'm kind of, like, moving fast, but, like, I don't have much to say. If you, <laughs> I don't know if yeah, you... Yeah, no, neither do I. Just because all I want, it's, like, again, the dulcimer strings in the beginning, they sound out of tune, and they sound a little unpolished, which is kind of, like, cute. I like it. But, um, yeah, and I like how she doesn't say free at the end like she keeps saying i want to make you feel and she never says free did you hear that too i want to yeah. make you i want to make you feel i want to make you feel yeah i guess she just like she did she forget to... the words or did she omit it like purposefully Maybe i guess it was like a purposeful thing like i want to feel yeah she just wants to feel she just wants to feel something don't you like how she says travel she's like traveling she does yeah. this like, to it and it's like really <laughs> unnecessary or like, I tell you, it's the unraveling. It's the unraveling. Like she was really getting in there with the dulcimer. And then she kind of jams out at the end. She has a Joni jam at the end and really have a Joni jam at the dulci- end. dulcimer Joni jams it out, which I like. But um, again, yeah, I like the original version of this better. Me too. 
What about both sites now? Um, Wait, I both sites now? Is it not for free next? Oh, it is for free. Oh my gosh. My god, my bad. Yeah, it is real good for free. She changes the song title here. And I don't cancel me. I don't know. You can cancel me. Don't cancel me. But real good for free. I don't like how she changes the lyrics to like Fairmount Hotel. Like I think it's cute. I don't I just don't like this one compared to the original. I think it gets kind of lost here. Well, girl, you clearly haven't seen her 80s version where she changes almost everything. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of her 80s live performances. Oh my god, her 80s version. I'm trying to think. Of, okay, so this version of Real Good for Free, whatever. I don't know why it's not called for free, but that's besides the point. Um, She says Fairmont Hotel. You got that. And then she says 16 Gentlemen, which, yeah, whatever. Um, But she's also said, she changes that lyric up. So she said 16 Gentlemen. One time she said two what did she say? Two white gentlemen or two white men? I'm looking away. I'm looking away. She said that one time. She said two white men. I um, in the 80s version, she says she says an entourage. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also in the 80s version goes like, can I get a backstage pass or get in free? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I prefer the original to this song just because I think the sentiment is cute and I don't know. I don't think she needed to, ch- I mean, the Fairmount Hotel, okay, you've changed the lyrics a little bit, it works, but do I like it? No, I don't, I don't prefer this version at all. And like, I would go back to a lot of these or like play them instead of the original, but this is not one of those. Wow, harsh opinions on for I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I also don't like the name change. It just makes me annoyed a little bit. Like just call it for free, please. Yeah, I, it's I, don't, like- I don't like the name change. I don't know. It's something about my brain where if I see something, like, they just need to be the same. I need to see, like, similarity. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, actually, I saw um, the, um, in my art history class, they had a picture of um, the scream, and, but it had, underneath the title, it had the words, the cry. And I was like, it's not called the cry. It's called the scream. Like, what are you doing? Why are you, like, changing things that didn't need to be changed and that's how I feel why are you changing the title of for free to real good for free we just we didn't need that we we really didn't we really didn't girl like come on oh she also says um in the 80s version she says um what is it like oh she says something about MTV oh no she says they knew he had never been on MTV so they passed his music by wow the one thing about that is like she changes it a little bit into a product of its time yeah. But I feel like I feel like even though the 70s is not necessarily a product of its time, like it's so cute. Yeah. Well, and also the 80s, she adds that tag, which I love. The like playing like a fallen angel, playing like a rising star. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. And then I like the brass at the end, like the album, like it has like a little brass tag. Because you had asked about that when we you were like, when she did it live in the 70s, did she have that brass um tag to it and she did I guess she did I didn't remember it but she did actually have a brass tag like on the album is the original just a clarinet like is this more than just a clarinet no I think it's just one instrument it is okay yeah um but yeah I I didn't mind this version but I guess you know I'm sorry Joni I still (laughs) love you what about both sides now I think I heard some piano in the background right maybe on a little sides now yeah yeah I, I don't know I this was like not 
that distinct for me from the original. Like, she doesn't change too much up here. But really? I think, I think I she did. Much. Really? Well, the intro is different. The intro is way different. Yeah, the intro. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I think outside the intro, though, I didn't hear much. Like, I just heard, like, a little bit of a piano in the background. It was just, like, her acoustic guitar. I don't listen to both sides now that much, so maybe that's why I'm not hearing that much of a difference. But to me, yeah. it just sounded like the original a lot. See, and I felt like it sounded different, but... I know. think it was the vocals that I noticed, the like, the biggest difference in. Where it was, like, it's... Yeah, like, that's where I noticed a huge change. But other than that, like, the instruments or anything, I don't think she necessarily added too much. What about when, like, she, my favorite, because my favorite lyric on both sides now is, like, old friends are acting strange. They they shake their heads and they say a change. And then on this version, she goes, yes, I have. I didn't even notice that. What? And she's like, she's like, now old friends are acting strange. They shake their heads. They say, I've changed. Yes, I have. Well, something's lost. It's so good. I'm like, yes, the fuck you have. Like, Girl. you're mother now. She is mother. She is mother. She knew the gays were going to eat that up. She did. She knew you specifically would eat it up. I feel like she does these for me. She does these weird niche things for me. I don't know. And um, I love how the audience is like dead <laughs> silent. And then all of a sudden, once she goes, Rose, they're like. Yes, they all start. I know. They're like, like I have shout outs for her to play. It was probably just like, finally. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, <laughs> if she was going to do this, I wish she made it a little jazzier. I wanted to hear what it would sound like with like more horns and more of like a like a jazz rock sound. I wanted her to like re-envision this more. Well, if you want a revision version of this, listen to her early 2000s one. Yes, from both. Yeah, from the title track. Both My sides. favorite version. My favorite version too. Actually, you know what might be my favorite version is the Newport Festival one. Really? It just, it means more. I'm going to stay silent on that one. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> the coolest reworking. <gasps> yes Carrie's reworking makes me like it even more like this is another one where I'm like okay I like this more than the original oh. I love how she lists like the personnel in the beginning where she starts like listing off their names it's cool as she gives them all credit I love the jazz rock sound wait what I about what she says she goes and me the chirp but <laughs> yes please <laughs> she was so silly here she was really being playful with this one which I love I just yeah. I wish she did this for more of the songs on the middle of the album a little bit. I wish she did this like with both sides now. I'm not going to get too into it. I don't know. I also love her like oohs at the end of the song. They're really cool. Yeah. Like, they're so fun to me. I like mean old daddies sometimes. I think it fits the song better because Carrie is such a playful song in general. And I mean, it sounds good stripped down and on blue. But here is where I think this is like peak Carrie. Like, I don't know. It fits the, the lyrics so much better and like the whole story. It sounds a little European to me. I don't know why. Oh, see, I said it had like a samba beat vibe to it. What does, I have no idea what samba is. It's just like a like type of music, like a samba beat. Yeah, I think it's cute. I love this. I would I would actually revisit this over the original any day of the week. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And I, the line reading she does are very jazzy. Like instead of like the wind is in from Africa, this one she's like the wind is in from Africa. Like it's like a so much more like 
she's jamming out. I love how on some of the songs on this album, she really like jams it out and is like getting into it and gets like, I don't know. I like that vibe. Me too. Uh, yeah, again, she's getting so much more confidence with the band behind her, which I love. Like, I don't, I could never picture Joni like two years before doing something like this. No. Which like is a testament to her, her artistic development and how she does it in such a quick amount of time. Yeah. Most artists, it takes them forever to start experimenting if they ever even do that. You didn't comment. What are your thoughts on when she says, I like mean old daddy sometimes? I don't know. I thought it was funny. I was, <laughs> I, she, she kind of spilled. She does like, does she like older men? What's the difference between like... No, Larry was like literally 20. Oh no, okay. But Larry's after this. Like I'm wondering was like how much older was Graham Nash? Were they the same age? Like why does she always call them old daddies? Like why doesn't she just call them like... Is, does she have a sugar daddy we didn't know about? Is this why a lot of these relationships went awry? They found out about her sugar daddy through like... She's always part. talking about daddies. She is. Papa. Papa thinks he spoiled me. Or her old man, how the big yellow taxi come come and took him away. Or my old man, he's a singer in the park. Shit. Willie is my child. He is my father. She had some daddy issues. There was clearly some daddy issues. Wow. She tried She tried to make us think differently with the one carry me, but it didn't work, girl. We're on to you. She also has mommy issues, but those come out later. Yeah. We hate shoe myrtle. Oh my God. No, we don't. I did not say that. Well, actually, if they were racist, if they were racist, then yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, anyways, um, but yeah, I love this carry version. It's so much fun. Like I it's such a great version. And I actually this and the next song are my two favorites off this album. Spoiler. Oh, really? You like you prefer this the last time I saw Richard Moore? Holy shit, yes. Oh my god. Oh wow. I don't know if I prefer it, but I definitely like it a lot. I like the cartoony waitress voice she does. I can't imitate it well though. Back up now. It's getting on time to close. Yeah, I knew you could probably do it a lot better than (laughs) I could. And I also like like the added percussion to this. John Garen does like a, a good job with that. Yes. I like that a lot. Yeah, so it's like it's like hiding behind bottles, dun, 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 and dark yeah. eyes, bum, bum, da, boo, 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 and then it like goes into this like build. I love the build. Yeah. It's like when the full band comes in at the end, I adore that. I love that. She was genius. They were genius. I love this, and I love her line reading. She does two line readings on this not like the voice like the waitress but like the actual line readings when she's like and a bow tie like the way she says bow tie is really cool and then also how she goes Richard I said Richard yes oh my gosh it's funny it made me laugh like when I listen to this it puts me in a good mood and I also like the the piano a lot here too at first it reminds me of the title like the of blue like the title track but then like it starts going into such like this distinct jazzy song and honestly it is pretty fun to listen to i really like it it's just so distinct from the original because the original is so sad and then you're like oh this is gonna be so sad but it's actually really playful yeah and the way she sings gorgeous wings and fly away i love that part yeah so do i yeah. She was mother for this. No, I love this. I love the drum build on this song. It's so good. I'm not I'm dark. No one can see me, but I'm like flailing my arms around like a crazy person right now, pretending like <laughs> I'm like dark. He's channeling his John Garen. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> okay, so we have, so those are all 16. Ooh, 16. 
Uh, those are all of her first songs that people know. And then these last two that she adds are the, what does she call it? She's just like, here, oh, she says, these are two love songs. One hopeful, one a portrait of disappointment, which is my favorite theme. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jericho, I am obsessed with Jericho. I think you have some, do you just like Jericho? I like, I like it now. I changed up my opinion on it. Okay. I prefer the one on Don Juan's Reckless Daughter to this. I know there's not that much of a difference between them, really. I mean, there's not a huge difference. I like that one better, too. Yeah, I just like the like the chords a little more and the vocals. They sound more cohesive than they do here. And her voice sounds a little strange at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't sound like that afterwards. So maybe it was just like a one like a one-off, but I really like how it draws a parallel between like the biblical story of Jericho and like opening up to a lover. I didn't want to like go too into depth of the lyrics here just because I know we're going to review it in a few yeah. weeks. I'm going to save it for that. But I like that it's jazzy. I think it's a really great song. And yeah, I'm glad she put it on Miles of Isles. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt the same thing about the lyrics. Like, I feel like that's like something we can talk more about in the context of like, um reckless daughter but um yeah i i really like this this version um and it's like it's just a really like chill cool vibe like jericho to me has always stood has always felt like a very like relaxed sort of song like in the same way i feel about like um otis and marlena has a similar yeah. vibe too of this like very much like kind of not it's not boring but it's just like a more relaxed yeah type. they're very soothing to listen to especially this one yeah, yeah, I like this one. And this is like a good one. I think it was released as a single, right? Oh, yeah. Jericho was released, I think, as the second single after this album. Taxi. Yeah, yeah. In this album. Yeah. So it's cute. I can't it believe have, that she did it this. Like, flopped. Yeah, it did. But it got like a lot of critical praise, Jericho, when it was released as a single. It just didn't hmm. have like any commercial success. Like, yeah, and no commercial success, which makes sense. I guess it's not really a commercial song. Yeah. What about the next song the, or the closer? Honestly, I'm surprised that this wasn't a single from this just because it's so upbeat and it's so like jazz rocky. And I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I think she does a good job here. I love the band. I love her vocals. It's just something's not coming together for me all the way. I think the lyrics are cute, but... I just, it's not my favorite Joni Mitchell song, and I'm kind of glad it doesn't make any of her studio albums. I don't know if that's controversial, but I'm glad it's just left on a live album. I agree that this is better on a live album. It doesn't really have any connection to the other ones, but I kind of love this song. I hadn't heard it in a really long time. I only listened to it like once before, but like listening it to this for this, I was jamming to it. Like... Like the way she sings, she like has this like, uh, I don't know. She's really belting it out, which I love. I love Joni like really getting powerful with her voice. Yes, her voice is really powerful here. She she does give a very strong vocal delivery. What about like the lyrics when like she says like, vaguely she floats and lace like blown like a curtain on the night wind. Like that's like. it's It was so confusing to me, some of the lyrics, right? I couldn't necessarily understand what she was trying to say. But I'm like long lonely legs. Yeah. Like there was this, this is supposed to be pessimistic, right? Oh, is like, it? I don't know. It was this a pessimistic one or is Jericho? Because I've always gotten a more optimistic vibe from Jericho. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because one's hopeful, one's a portrait of disappointment. Yeah, I think Jericho is probably the more hopeful. This one I feel like is about like a female dominated relationship where like the female is in charge. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I like the sentiment here. I think like some of the lyrics she goes into are kind of kissing related a little bit, just in terms of like the consumer culture and like love and how she kind of blends those on that album. It's like Harry's house. Yeah, I was going to say, it reminds me a lot of Harry's house lyrics, but to me, I don't know if she fully lands it. Are people here, do people here like Harry's house? It's almost like that song might feature sometime soon somewhere. What? What's that? I love Harry's house. I love Harry's house too. But um, yeah, I like this song and it works best here. It wouldn't have worked anywhere else. It works. Yeah, I agree. It's cute though. And I really like the, again, I like the jazz rock sound. And I think this is like, if she wasn't going to do Raised on Robbery, I'm glad she did a song like this because she needed a very like upbeat, like anthem. I know Carrie was kind of like that, but, and so is Woodstock, but she needed something like this, like a Raised on Robbery or like a Lover Money. She should have cut out People's Party and then ended with Raised on Robbery. She should have. Yeah, I agree. That would have been such a cool closer. Just especially because like that's one of her best songs especially like her most upbeat like pop single i don't know yeah i i like that song a lot but um yeah that's miles of isles cool yeah. that was a lot of tracks 18 18 tracks to be exact but um we made it we did make it what are your favorite songs on this so I, I'm a tie between Carrie and Last Time I Saw Richard. I love those so much. What about you? Yes. I have a tie between Rainy Nighthouse and Carrie. Yeah, Carrie seems to be the the victor, the best reworking. It is. It easily is. And my least favorite has to be, I'm sorry, don't kill me. It's Lover Money. Canceled. Mine's People's Parties. Okay, I can see People's Parties. That was a, that was a close second for me. What would you give this out of 10? I would give this a 9 out of 10. Or like a 9.5 out of 10. It's just I like, gave it a 10 out of 10. It's just the one thing I don't like about this is um, it's like the people's parties. I'm sorry. And I don't care for love or money. But everything else I really, really love on this. I think for a live album, this is really well done. Oh, definitely. Definitely. This like, is one of sorry, what were you saying? I like this live album. I think Shadows and Light, I like more. But yes. I like this a lot. Yes, well, I the only reason I gave this a 9 out of 10 is just because I think Shadows and Light, I like everything on there. So that's like why. Maybe I'll give this a 9 out of 10. I think I'll change. I think I'll give it a 9 out of 10. I, I'll be yeah. with you on that. But I really love this, and it's a great live album. And it's one of the only live albums that I actually go and listen to. Like, I'll go out of my way to listen to it, at least after this. A lot yeah. of live albums I don't care for, but this changes so much to the originals, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really well done live. I totally recommend like listening to it if you just like want to hear like some different versions of songs that you know. Like I feel like if you're like, no, but I've like heard that version before, I'm like, well, give it, give it another listen to a different version of it. She changes it up. Especially if you like her jazz pop song- songs and you don't like care for her folk songs, this is a really good place for you to like listen yeah because it reimagines so many of them and it does them even better in some in some instances yeah just some (laughs) i think most i can't think of one where i was gonna say i guess the last time i saw richard it's cute i don't prefer it more more than the original but i definitely like it a lot well i can't agree with that but 
Schwartz. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, I'm really excited for next week. Next week's yes. episode is going to be so much fun. Um, I have a lot of things I'm thinking about doing for next week's episode. There's a lot in the mind. Um, so, you know, you'll have to just stay tuned to see what happens. Maybe none of them will happen and it'll just be boring, but whatever. No? <laughs> It'll be so much fun. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to talk about the hissing of summer lawns. This is one of my favorite Joni albums, guys. Next week starts the problematic era. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to have some disclaimers in the next few episodes. Maybe not disclaimers in the next episode, but we're going to have to address some elephants in the room. Yeah. Not me. I'm not going to be doing the disclaimers. <laughs> I'll be doing them. <laughs> I'll gladly do them. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how to disclaimer, but, um, Yes. Um. Do you have anything else you'd like to say? Or... Uh, I love this album a lot, guys. It's a great live album. And go listen. Yes, yes. Well, um, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we will see you next week on the Hissing of Summer Lawns. Yes. yes. Thank you for your presence and being here and everything. Thank you very much. <laughs>